welcome to the Non-Negotiable Success Show. I'm your host, Nina, a New York City lawyer and former lobbyist who left my career in New York to discover my own definition of success. To me, that looked like time freedom, location freedom, and financial freedom. So I started a contract template shop online for entrepreneurs, started earning passive income, and took my life on the road traveling the world. Today, I help online entrepreneurs learn the legal side of business, like how to negotiate contracts, how to network, and how to protect your brand, but I also help busy business owners with tips and tricks I've learned along the way from marketing and sales online, which has earned me four times more in passive income than I've ever earned at a New York City firm. Tune in each week for trainings and talks about living life on your own terms to make your success non-negotiable. Let's get into today's conversation. Hi, and welcome back to the Non-Negotiable Success Show. I'm your host, Nina, and I'm recording this episode laying in bed after a really long day and a hurricane where there was like one inch of water in my apartment. Like, it happened so fast, and all of a sudden, my whole afternoon that turned out or started out really productive, like, took a turn for (gasps) chaos. It's all okay. Everything is saved, but I had to do a load of laundry let's just say I used like every towel that I ever laid my eyes on beach blankets sarongs everything to clean up the mess and after that I poured myself a glass of wine and I said okay that's enough for today even though I definitely had more work to do today So I did some light work and by light work I mean some content planning and things like that I'm really excited because I am finally going to launch the updates of all the contract templates. And not only are they going to be updated in terms of content, meaning the terms, the clauses are going to be better. There's going to be more options. There's going to be more sample language for more niches. The contracts are going to be more specific to different industries, but they're also going to get a facelift. I'm trying to think about ways to make them cute, and I've decided that I would love for you guys to be participating in the process, letting me know what you'd like in terms of design and how they could be easy to use. So if you're not already, please follow me on Instagram and on TikTok because I'll be showing behind the scenes of the contract templates there. I really appreciate your feedback and by participating in the creation of them, you'll not only get a better understanding of different terms in the contracts, which will help you and educate you and empower you regardless of whether you purchase the contracts, but if you do decide to purchase the contracts, you'll get a little bonus and I'm going, I haven't decided what it is yet, but I'm going to reward everyone for being actively engaged, not only in this project for me, which obviously is market research for me and obviously is um, going to help me build this sense of community for all of us. And obviously it's going to really help me improve my product, but also reward yourself for, you know, just taking initiative and being an active participant in something that's 
really important and is going to be a lifelong skill. So thank you so much in advance if you choose to participate. So I was going to plan out all the content for that. I got really inspired. I had a call with my mentor today in the mastermind that I'm in, and I could talk more about that in another episode, but basically we talked a lot about leadership, bringing your audience and your community along for the ride. Um, And then I listened to a podcast by The Skinny Confidential, Lauren and Michael Bostic, and it was a recap of their South by Southwest workshop that they did. And even in there, they talked about and the other panelists talked about the importance of having your community be involved in every step of the way, giving them a stake in the outcome. And so it really just was the push that I needed to, instead of holding myself back because I've been feeling disconnected from my work and my community lately, um, actually taking initiative to share everything going on behind the scenes, bringing you along for the ride, bringing you as part of the process. And it will also hold myself accountable because I'll be able to get this project that I've been working on for literally a year at this point ready ASAP. So I appreciate you coming along for the ride. So stay tuned for that. But right now I'm laying in bed. Like I said, I had this crazy day that took a turn for not the worst, but took a turn I wasn't expecting. And it just exhausted me. I'm sure you've all been there where you plan to have this productive day. Your day is off to the great start. You're doing work yada 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 and then like something life related happens and then all of a sudden hours go by and you're like well okay this is also part of life so let me just move along and roll with the punches and compartmentalize things so it doesn't get in the way of uh you know me being my better self but in that regard today's episode is going to be about making and keeping promises to yourself, which is why I opened up with the whole little anecdote about accountability and how you guys will help me stay accountable if I bring you along for the process. It will obviously not only be market research, but it'll also help keep me accountable to stay on track and meet the deadlines I set for myself. And even though in my work, I have not always been the best at keeping promises to myself um and people who work with me know that like a lot of times I'll be like oh yeah definitely you know today but today is really tomorrow and this week is really next week it's just a a thing that people working with me typically know um and I've been trying to be better but now there's no more trying there only is being better and I'm proud of myself because I've been with my recent projects that are client related I've been on the ball I've been proactive and doing things, you know, giving myself not as much time as I normally would so that it doesn't take as much time as it normally would, if you know what I mean, because any task that you give a really long time is going to take that whole time to complete some kind of law. I don't remember the name of the law. Anyway, even though with work, I haven't always kept promises to myself, I have been crushing it in the mindset department lately, in the personal life department lately, because that shit can also be a full-time job. Like really 
changing and modifying your self-talk is a full-time job compartmentalizing whatever else you have going on in your life so that you could focus on the present moment and focus on the task at hand and focus on your goals is a full-time job only for a little bit of time though i don't want you to feel overwhelmed um because if you're someone who wants to make a shift in your life obviously we all know it starts with mindset it and it sounds so cliche or it might sound like a lot of work But that's because even though I've done this whole mindset makeover countless other times in my life, you know, there gets to be a point where then your mind starts to run on autopilot again and it's time for you to either level up or go back to the drawing board and start again. And it could be really overwhelming and you could be like, well, it doesn't really even work because here I am again, miserable, fuck, you know? So I just want to encourage you that even though it is a full-time job for a little bit, it only takes like a couple of days or a week or two for you to get back into the swing of things. So let me explain a little bit. I've been really focusing on every time I have a thought that is either negative about myself or, you know, those feelings where you want to wallow in self-pity or you want to kind of harp on something and replay it in your mind or maybe you're feeling a pang of jealousy or you're feeling guilt or you're feeling like you're really missing something and nostalgic for the past. I always ask myself, who is this benefiting? Is this benefiting me in this moment? Is this benefiting someone that is involved or someone I care about in this moment? And if the answer is no, I can't even tell you how easy it is to just brush it off and be like, okay, well, next thought. Like, I've tried all the mindset hacks in the book. I've tried all the law of attraction, visualization, you know, all that stuff. And sometimes it's just as simple the key to compartmentalizing is just as simple as being like, is this benefiting me in this moment? No? Okay, moving on. I never understood compartmentalizing in practice until this. I always understood it in theory. I always knew that there's a certain limited amount of real estate in your mind that if you let some shit that is not welcome take up space, it can really affect other areas of your life. I've had personal issues kind of seep into my brain and distract me from work before, right? I've had work distract me from personal life before. I've had it, right? And I'm sure you understand and I'm sure you've experienced too. And knowing conceptually that your mind is real estate and you cannot let squatters in there because they're not paying rent, you know? Even though I understand that in theory, putting it into practice is a totally different thing. And it really is just as simple sometimes as being like, is this benefiting me in this moment? No, okay. And then letting your mind drift to the next thing. Or separating, even if you are continuing to think about it, separating the thinker, the observer from the thought. You know, that's another thing that we hear a lot about conceptually and in theory when we talk about manifestation or law of attraction and people like Eckhart Tolle have talked about that forever, right? In like books like The Power of Now, even people like Jen 
Sincero, I don't know how to say her last name. I always thought it was Sincero, but then I heard someone else say it a different way. I'm like, oh, dang, maybe I've been saying it wrong this whole time. But the person who wrote You Are a Badass, she talks about this too. You know, conceptually, every self-help book talks about separating the thought from you, the observer of the thought, to kind of differentiate between the conscious mind from that which is subconscious or unconscious, um, that which is the ego, that which is the thought versus the your soul, which is the observer of the thought. And even having this thought that's like, okay, is this benefiting me in this moment helps me to then put up a barrier between the thought and my mind and not feel that emotional attachment to it. This also helps with nervous system regulation. And obviously, guys, like, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. I'm not an NLP practitioner. I'm just a person with a brain and fucking chatter in my brain sometimes, okay? And, you know, note that disclaimer should go without saying, but nothing ever does. So there you have it. But when I talk about like now getting into nervous system regulation, I think more people should put disclaimers on shit. But anyway, I'm, I don't know shit about this except for my own experience and the self-help books I've read and, and the scientific books I have tried to read and comprehend, right? Like books by Dr. Joe Dispenza and other books about quantum physics that I used to read like when I was really bored on the subways. Anyway, even doing this one mindset shift, like is this thought benefiting me in this moment, helps me insta- instantly regulate my nervous system because you know you can try all the breath work in the world and maybe that works for you you can try eft tapping you can try yoga you can go on a walk you could do all these things i've never ever had such an instant regulation of my nervous system as making the simple mindset shift of like is this thought benefiting me right now all of a sudden it's like the vibration that you feel down the center line of your body. For me, I feel it in my chest. Maybe I feel it in my gut. Maybe I feel it in the center of my forehead. But whenever I feel any kind of quote-unquote negative emotion or an emotion that is uncomfortable for me, I always feel it somewhere in the center of my body. And for I don't know if that's really where your nervous system lies, but I'm going to call it my nervous system. And, you know, in books like, or in, in uh, philosophies such as the Abraham Hicks philosophy, instead of calling it the nervous system, uh, they'll call it the emotional guidance system because your emotions and that physical feeling that you'll get that will manifest from the emotion kind of guide you and tell you whether that's a thought that's aligned with your highest self and source or what God or whatever you want to call it or not. So when I feel these negative quote unquote emotions that bring about discomfort in my nervous system or my emotional guidance system, whatever you want to call it, I feel it down the center line of my body. And as soon as I have 
that mindset shift of, is this serving me right now? The feeling dissipates. It could be my mind wandering about something that happened like two years ago. You know, when sometimes you go down that path and then you're wondering all these what ifs and you're like, oh my God, do all these people hate me? Blah, blah, blah. Are these thoughts serving me right now? No. So why am I thinking about shit that happened two years ago? Okay. Another thing that's, that's really helped me is then saying if the feeling persists, which I would say only like two out of 10 times does the feeling persist in some way. And that means me not being able to compartmentalize and switch gears into a more positive line of thinking right away. So this is even, you know, me looking at my thought through the looking glass, separating my thinker from the thought. This is, you know, dissipating the feeling down the center line of my body that only happens like two out of 10 times does, is the thought still there, right? And if the thought is still there in those two out of 10 times, I will then say to myself, okay, but are these facts or are they feelings? Are, they, are these feelings based on facts? And a lot of times I'll be like, no, well, you know, because... A lot of times we're speculating. We're speculating about what could have happened if we did something different in the past. We're speculating about why something is the way it is. We're speculating about what someone else might be thinking. We're speculating about the future and what might be the consequence if we don't do X, Y, Z. And it's also not helpful and not benefiting you in that moment. So something that I've been doing to further compartmentalize and to further bring about, you know, I would say Nina 2.0, but I've gone through so many iterations and software updates that I don't even know. Let's just say Nina 33.0 because I'm 33 years old. Nina 33.0, okay? I'm at Nina 33.0 upgrades. This is this is some of the stuff the new software update includes. Um, for example, not looking at my phone first thing in the morning, first thing in the morning, what I've been doing instead of scrolling is going and stretching or doing a home Pilates workout right away. Also doing proper skincare in the morning, like taking time to not just like half-ass do a gua sha routine, but actually looking up some of the science and some of the traditional Chinese medicine practices and learning when I am scrolling on my phone, when it's not first thing in the morning, using platforms like TikTok and the really, really, really improved SEO capabilities to search for exactly what I want, which is like certain gua sha videos or, um, natural ways to kind of give yourself youth in your your face, you know, anti-aging naturally, right? So I'll look at, okay, different facial massages that I'll do, and I'll take five minutes of my day in the morning, put on a podcast, and take care of my skin and experiment with different products. And 
I don't have access to a lot living in Mexico in this town. It's not like I have a Sephora. We don't even have a CVS or a Walgreens or anything. We have random pharmacies that maybe sell some shit that might be a knockoff, right? Or at the very least, they'll sell like a prescription drug that's like the isolated ingredient. So like, you know, you can get retinol or whatever. But we don't have like all these products that people have access to when you go to Target or Walmart or Sephora or Ulta. We don't have any of that. So I'll just use like Aquaphor or something. I don't even know if this is good, but it just feels good on my face. And it's probably placebo effect anyway. I'll like lather my face in Aquaphor and I'll use gua sha routine or I'll use some kind of like I don't even have an oil, so that would be a lie if I said I use an oil. I don't use the proper kind of facial oils that you're supposed to supposedly use with the gua sha, right? But I make sure that I don't do it on dry skin so that I'm pulling and yanking on my skin. I'll do this nice routine. I notice a difference. I wash my gua sha's, right? Because I also try to do things that don't involve procrastination. So instead of just like putting the dirty, filthy gua sha now on the counter... I will rinse it off. I'll make it part of being present in that moment, gently place it back in its bag, and put it in the fridge. Then I'll get ready. I'll go walk down to go get coffee. And when I am at coffee, I will either try to intentionally scroll. So the other day I gave myself 30 minutes, which I know sounds like a lot to some people, but if you track your time, I promise you probably spend more than 30 minutes on TikTok at a time because it flies the fuck by. But I read newsletters for the first, you know, 20 minutes. I was reading news articles. I journaled. And then I gave myself 30 minutes of scrolling. And in this time, I'm looking up things like current events, like what's going on in Maui, which is horrible. I'll look up videos about anti-aging, you know, gua sha and face massages, right? Uh, Other things like that. Go have my workout and then I will start my work day. Today, I did something a little different. I woke up, did my face stuff, and I actually got started on some work right away between like 7.45 to 8.45. I did about an hour of work And I felt really good doing that too before then going to work out and getting my coffee and whatever. But I'm able to do more things in my day because I'm not sitting around like wallowing my thoughts. Like I'm the person that, yes, sometimes I'm able to wake up early. Like the Nina that I know who I am loves waking up early, waking up as soon as the sun peeks through and starting the day with the pep in my step like that's the nina that i know but i also know the nina that like will fucking want to sleep and not wake up until i absolutely have to because i am dreading something or my mind is thinking so negatively about something that i just want to sleep and avoid it right we've all been there well maybe not all of us have but if you've been there you're not alone i've been in that rut you know, on and off for a little bit. I would say like, oh my God, what is on my face? I just touched my skin and oh, it's just, oh wow. I use a salt scrub and I did not rinse it off good enough because I was like, why is like 
why is my face peeling? But it's just salt. I was exfoliating before this. So anyway, to that point, I'm able to do more things and live that lifestyle that you just see people create freaking mini vlogs about on TikTok or Instagram because of the mindset shifts that I mentioned. Because I'm thinking, okay, is this benefiting me? No. All right, let me do something that's going to make my day better. You know, folding the laundry right away instead of letting it just sit in a pile. Doing things like rinsing the gua sha off and putting it back in its place instead of just letting it sit out. Doing So when I have thoughts that are like negative, quote unquote, and I'm thinking, okay, is this benefiting me? No. Those are the kinds of things I'll turn my attention to, right? So something that always has bothered me and I know people are always like, I'm about to share something, it's so vulnerable, and blah, 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 and then you're always like, it's really not that big of a deal, we all go through it. Well, this feels like a big deal for me, and I guess it's really probably not that big of a deal, because so many people probably go through it. I hate, like, I don't even want to say I hate my hair, because I'm new Nina, obviously. We don't talk like that about myself. But I've always had a, like, a not great relationship with my hair. My hair is very, very, very curly naturally and it's fine and it's thin and it's frizzy and it's like dry but then it like gets greasy super easily i've tried like i was always straightening my hair growing up i've gotten keratin treatments i've gotten permanently straightened i've i've like run it through the ground right like it my hair looks like i don't own a brush but i do try i don't like blow out my hair all the time though because as soon as I step outside, I'm dripping sweat and my hair's soaking wet because I'm sweating from every pore in my scalp. Or I'm surfing, or I'm at the beach, or if I'm not in Mexico, if I'm in New York, I'm at hot yoga every other day, right? So it's like been very hard for me to figure out a way to to keep my hair looking good, right? You know, if I was like, living in LA or something, I would probably get extensions like everybody else. But then I would probably also, when you ha- when time comes to get them out, not feel like myself. And I've heard it could even like ruin your hair even more, right? So depending on who does it, of course. So instead of just sitting there and thinking I'm destined to have awful hair forever and like whatever, or hating my hair and having that, that typical battle that most of us have when we're trying to figure out our hair, it like reminds me of getting ready for school in high school, right? Um, I decided to look up things and go down TikTok rabbit holes of like ways I can take better care of my hair and like actually looking up ingredients in different things that I should purchase for my hair, right? So now I have a hair routine that I do at night and a skin routine. And it doesn't take that long. Like my hair routine with the products I'm putting on to get like, you know, to avoid more shedding and stuff and just to grow my hair, you know, take care of my scalp at first. It took like 10 seconds for me to do it. Not even 30 seconds. And going and figuring out and researching these things are things that I've put that compartmentalized mental real estate towards instead of thinking negatively about, oh, I hate my hair, 
why don't I have nice hair like that person I see on TikTok? Why don't I have that and that No. You could, you know, compartmentalize and try to do something about it. I don't know. I know I'm making it sound like, oh, it's that simple. It's that easy. I know it's not that easy. But those two little mindset shifts that I've been doing lately have made it a little bit easier for me. So maybe give it a try. So the first question I ask myself is, is this thought benefiting me right now? And if the answer is no, I'll shift into then hopefully thinking about something else or doing something in my immediate vicinity that feels a little bit more aligned with the person I want to become and showing up as that person, right? Um, And then the other thing I'll ask myself if the feeling persists is, okay, well, is this a fact or is it a feeling? And that's been helping me a lot. Other things that have been helping me a lot this summer, um, especially with like addiction to cell phones and social media and the strain it puts on your eyes and your wrists from holding it up and the, the strain it puts on your mind by going through so many different emotions as you're scrolling. You know, one second you're seeing something that inspires you, the next you're reading something educational that you're going to forget. And then the next you're like hearing a horrible story and you're going through fear or sadness or grief or whatever, like that takes an emotional toll on you too. So trying to protect my energy against something like that, I've been reading more books, right? And you do have time to read. You have time to read two pages in the 10 minutes that you're usually scrolling, right? So I don't know. Or put on a podcast or put on an audiobook. If you're listening to this podcast, you have time to listen to podcasts or an audiobook or something that doesn't require you to, to look at your phone and hold your phone and have that kind of relationship with your phone, right? So anyway, is this recording? Oh, thank God. The other day, I recorded an episode for like 45 minutes and it didn't record because I was doing it on my phone. I'm not using my new microphone right now because I'm just laying in bed um, and it's starting to thunder and rain a lot. So I'm going to go. It's 1130 at night. I'm tired, but I don't know. These are things that have been making me feel a little bit good lately and just making sure I'm taking time to look good, feel good, do good. And the last few weeks have actually been really productive for me work-wise. I still feel a little bit creatively in a rut, although I do feel more inspired now that I have this new series that I mentioned earlier in the episode where I'm going to bring you guys along with me as I reformat my Scalier Biz Bundle and all the contract templates. Um, I've been kind of putting it off because the design-wise, like I want to make sure that it makes sense for everyone who's using the templates and instead of just trying to put in all this work and not ask everybody I've been inspired and I've been encouraged now by my mentor to um actually involve everyone in the process which sounds so obvious but you know it's not that obvious until sometimes people tell you things so that's that I'm going to create some content behind the scenes of the contract templates, letting you see what's going on behind the scenes as I 
redo each one in terms of design and content and tips and education and all that stuff. So I feel a little bit more inspired now and creatively um, in tune right now. But even though the last couple of weeks I haven't felt that way, I've still been productive in terms of making sure that I'm learning new things and making sure that I'm doing client work that I have to do and all that kind of stuff. So that's really it. I feel better, you know, you're never going to feel perfect, but you know, that's something else someone told me is a good mindset shift, but you do have to mean it is like when people say to you like, Oh, how are you? Say to people like never better and just like watch their reaction but you have to actually mean it. Like, you can't say it, you know. I mean, I guess you could start saying it until you convince yourself of it. But a lot of people, I, I mean, I haven't said it to anybody yet. But the person who told me this little hack, and you're going to see me start to say it to people. The person who told me this hack said, like, it's a really easy way to see who is, like, supportive of you and who's not. But I like to think of it as who is also doing well versus who is currently not. Because if someone said to me never better like two months ago I would have like probably accidentally given them a dirty look because I'd be like why am I not doing like I'm not fucking doing never better like what the fuck like how are you doing never better you know know? so uh don't interpret other don't interpret other people not being super happy for you as like them being a hater or something they're probably just not having the best time themselves so that's a good way to see kind of who I don't know gauge people's reaction but it's also why not why not say never better you're alive today hello and really in the grand scheme of things none of this stuff is that important like whether I have a whole head of hair or no heads of hairs and whatever like I don't know I I still get to I still get to do cool shit every day right I live a pretty cool life so I'm grateful those are two things that have been helping me a lot and let me know if you try any of them out if they make any sense to you and it's it's like a snowball effect the more you start to do for yourself to feel good the more things you'll find time for in your day to feel good rather than doing things like sitting and staring at a screen for three hours comparing your life to everybody else or creating content that you're like, nobody's even looking at this, like blah, 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 blah. Am I just, you know, going on rants about your business or the algorithm or this or that, you know, I've definitely been there. I've been a complainer. I've been someone who's negative. And like I said, that's not the version of me that I know who wakes up with a pep in their step and looks for ways to improve their day by doing things in each moment that feel good. Obviously, responsibilities don't always feel good and there's things we have to do like mopping the floors because an inch of water is in your entire living room like about to ruin all your furniture and all your your stuff you know but at the same time looking at it and kind of laughing and 
saying like, all right, well, this is where the day is going. And then maybe rewarding yourself with a nice glass of wine after or something like that might make your responsibilities a little bit better, you know. So you're not always going to be able to in every moment do exactly what you want to do. But with these tricks, compartmentalizing, directing your thoughts to something more positive or something that serves you and directing your actions towards something that serves you, just watch. You'll be amazed at how much time you suddenly have in your days to do all these things like a skincare routine, a hair care routine, your work, your workout, you know, putting on a podcast, blah, 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 blah. You'll be so surprised at how much more time you have because you're not just letting your attention drift off. You're taking control and you're putting yourself in the driver's seat again. You're not just like wandering off track and doing detours and then wondering where your day went. So I don't know. We'll see how long I keep this up. Hopefully it's a forever thing. But I definitely had a couple of aha moments with these simple mindset ships. So that's why I recorded the podcast episode about it. All right. Thanks for tuning in. I'm like choking on air. I've been talking for too long. Thanks for tuning in. I will see you in the next one. And please follow along on Instagram and TikTok to get the behind the scenes and participate. It would mean so, so much to me. Uh, Your feedback would be very helpful. And like I said, it will be rewarded not only from me, but also you'll just feel like such a badass and a business savvy person. And if you have a moment, please take a time to, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a review and a rating on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening. If it's an honest review, that's all I care about. It doesn't need to be a five-star review, but it would help, again, give me some feedback, give me some direction, and let me know what I can continue to create content about. So thank you so much and I'll see you in the next one.